Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome into Four Question Friday here. Purple Daily, where we throw four extremely hard-hitting questions at you to end the work week. Uh, and speaking to end the work week, no better way to end the work week, Declan Goff, than to crack an ice-cold Corona hard seltzer. Oh, I can't wait. Pour it all over your you head. You know, Fridays are my daily trip to my local liquor store. And uh, today's the perfect storm. It's what I'm out of everything, including all my Corona hard seltzers. And I'm just going to stock up per- just all on Corona hard seltzers. 12-packs, 6-packs, whatever's there. Yeah. I'm getting it all into my fridge because Corona hard seltzer is my weekend fun. And I can't wait to get in, even with no you, football. You, you don't need food in the fridge. No. The, the fridge is made for Corona Hard Seltzer the, cases. I don't even need championship Sunday. I'm, I'm okay with the bye week in football because I got the Royal Rumble this Sunday, too. Oh. So so Corona Hard Seltzer is going to be a proud sponsor. That Judd's going to be at the hockey game. I'm going to be, Phil and I are going to be the Rumble, DMing man. and texting about the Royal Rumble, and I can't wait. You're going to blow off Avs Wild? I'm blowing off Avs Of course, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah, like, there's yeah. two pay-per-views not to miss. It's Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. You only get to get see CM Punk return for the yeah. first time in 10 years once, Judd. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need it's to It's not going to happen. Corona Hard Seltzer is your only hard seltzer made with pure <laughs> wrestling beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly, Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Come on! Football! Crush up. Now, square the hips up. Bam. I mean, let Bam. the quarterback feel your punch. Let him know you're there. All right? Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. Like, this is a party taking a Pro Bowl nose tackle and drilling him into the ground so that he can taste the grass seed at Lambeau Field. Football! Football! Yeah! Football! I've never heard that one. Play it again. That's great. Like, this is a party taking a Pro Bowl nose tackle and drilling him into the ground so that he can taste the grass seed at Lambeau Field. Football. Football. Give me some baldy football. I think this might be my new favorite one, though. Cross up. Now, square the hips up. <laughs> Bam. 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 Gives you the Emerald Legacy there at the end. Bam. Bam. A little seasoning. All right. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, <laughs> Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing three football-loving nerds. 
as we follow the Vikings' journey to win a Super Bowl before we all die, which is the mission statement of this show. And every Friday, we uh, we collect four random questions. Some of them are our own. And uh, this week, a couple come from the listeners and the viewers of Purple Daily, which, by the way, we just surpassed between Purple Daily YouTube and Score North YouTube, 15,000 total subscribers. So thank you all for, uh, if you've discovered us for the first time at some point during 2020, early 21, thank you for jumping on board. If you've been around, we, Judd and I have been doing a radio show together for seven years on uh, previously 1500 ESPN and now Score North Radio. So if you've been an old fan, thank you for uh, for helping us out. Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and YouTube are the best places to find Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. You guys ready for Four Question Friday? I love Four Question Friday. All right. This first question is a little bit of a picking at scabs here, but I saw just like I was watching Good Morning Football this morning because I love that show, and it's the most like perfectly named show ever. And they were kind of going through like, what would it mean to, to Tampa Bay to win another Super Bowl? And then what would it mean, you know, the what would it mean conversations? And it just got me kind of sad about the fact that the Vikings have never won one. So I think I know what the obvious answer is to this question, but just to just to flesh it out, headed into Super Bowl week next week, what is the ultimate season that got away for you guys in Vikings history? The season that got away. Like the obvious answer I think is 98, but if you want to expand upon that, we'll start with Judd. You know what? I'm going to. I, I agree. The obvious one and probably the easiest way out, and you don't really have to explain it too much, is the fact that you went 15 and one in 1998, and you didn't get to the Super Bowl, much less win the championship. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go uh, on a slightly different path, but a team that very much had an opportunity. I'm going to go 2009. Every star aligned. You got Brett Favre. Lifetime Packer, a guy who was hated here, who joined forces. I mean, it's like a Star Wars. He joined forces with your team to defeat the evil empire in Green Bay to show them that they had done him wrong. He had an MVP-type season at the tender age of, what, 39, I believe, at that point. Um, You certainly had all of the components around Mr. Favre that made you a really good team. You went to the Superdome, a very tough place to play, and statistically, I am not, I don't think wrong here, you kicked the Packers' ass, or I'm sorry, the Saints' ass. You statistically... Kicked the Packers' ass twice well, that season, too. twice, too. Twice and that was five as well. But every, one was a Monday. Everything about that season screamed, oh my God, this is it. This is the window. It's the perfect storm. Uh, the former foe, the former villain has joined forces with you. And then you went and played the Saints, and you played a game that statistically easily, like you could have easily walked out of that building with a Longwell field goal and a win. Um, I'm going to go with that one because it's set up just so perfectly, yeah. and you somehow, because of fumbles, because of mistakes, because you had 12 men in the huddle, because Favre threw across his body, Lots of things you did not win. You know, the, the more I think about that 9 team, I think in the, in the moment we praised their weapons because they had just the year before they had signed Barry into a big contract and then Sidney Rice was a second-round pick that was coming into his own. But I don't think we gave Favre, we gave Favre a ton of credit for that season, but like I don't think we gave him enough credit in that he created this aerial attack with, and Percy Harvin was on that team, 
with a backup tight end in Vasante Shanko. Like he was signed as a backup tight end. He was not dynamic. He was just he was just a big body that, that couldn't catch for two years and Brett Favre kind of turned him into something. Bernard Berrien was just a one route yep. trick pony. Brett didn't really like yeah. him that much. And Sidney Rice turned out now injuries kind of derailed his career, but like that was the big season of Sidney Rice's career. My point is he didn't have a Justin Jefferson or a Stefan Diggs or a Randy Moss that he was throwing to. Yep. He kind of turned those guys into stars in a way. Yeah, in, in fact, when I covered the Packers for the Strib, I think it was the second year I covered him, 2004. If you go back and look, uh, Brett Favre made Javon Walker a superstar. And Javon was a nice player, but, but the same as Rice, he was nice. He was not great. Yeah. Uh, but Brett, if Brett liked you and trusted you, those were the two key things for him. He could take, he could make you a Pro Bowl player. And yeah, I, but I mean, everything, every bit of your team for the Vikings in 2009 came together and like screamed, you're going to the Super Bowl. And also, keep in mind, I think the I think with the guys who were hurt by the time that they got done with the uh, conference championship game against the Falcons, if the Vikings had gone to the Super Bowl in '98, the Denver game would have been tough. Um, I think with the Vikings so far plays, I think uh, if they had played the Colts in the Super Bowl, I think that they win that game. I yeah, too. That was not a dynamic Colts team. No, uh, the Vikings were banged up, but at that point in time, lots of teams are. Mm-hmm. I think if you go back and look at the percentages of would the 98 Vikings have beaten the Broncos or 2009 Vikings have beaten the Colts, I like the 2009 team's chances actually more. Yeah. What about you, Dex? What's the one that got away? For me, it's actually 2015 with the Blair Walsh game. Wow. Um, because it wasn't that that team was an elite team and it scared you. The competition in the NFC that year was not good. I mean, I know Cam Newton went off and was Superman. But I think that team was beatable, too, if the Vikings were able to put a good blueprint on defense. And then the AFC representative was the Denver Broncos with a fluttering Peyton Manning, a shell of himself. I think the Vikings honestly make a, a legitimate run to at least the NFC Championship game. And if it's Bronco, 2015 Broncos and 2015 Vikings, I think that's a complete toss-up. I'm not going to say that the Vikings are favored in that game. They would probably go in as the underdog against Peyton Manning and a really good defense. And it might have been a very boring Super Bowl. But it's 2015 because the competition was literally not there in the NFC. I like that. Yeah, you know what? I I hadn't thought about that one top of mind, but it was kind of a weird transition year. Like the Panthers were the best team in the NFL record wise, like you said. But um, but Mike Zimmer, I think it might have been the year after that. Mike Zimmer had Cam Newton like sacked eight times in the yeah. game, like at Cam's peak. So that would have been an interesting one. I'm going to go old school on you guys before I was born. This is like even Jeb was probably. He was born one of these years, and I want to give you two years from the old school Vikings just to represent that era of fans. The 1969 Vikings were number one in defense, number one in offense, yards, yep, and number one in point differential, and they smoked the Cleveland Browns in the NFL championship game. They were up 27 nothing in the fourth quarter and gave up a garbage time touchdown, and then they got rolled by the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think if, if they had... So Fran Tarkenton was off to the Giants for a few years at this point. I think if they had Fran Tarkenton in that game against the Chiefs, things might have played out differently. So then they get Fran back. Yep. And in 1973, this was the first of three Super Bowl appearances in four years. And Fran Tarkenton had his highest passer rating ever in 1973. The Purple People Eater defense was still at its peak for the most part. And they had a blowout win over the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. And they got smoked by the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. 
So, really so to have those team. defenses and to have those offenses and Fran Tarkenton and Bud Grant and to look that great in the title game that leads to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and then to just not even really be competitive in those Super Bowls, I think I think older Vikings fans would say those are the ones that they got away. Yeah, and I think in that Chiefs game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Vikings were double-digit favorites in that game. Like, they were massive. Yeah. It, it was expected to be a, a route. And the last one, too, and this team didn't get to the uh, – Super Bowl, but this team was, I think, considered by some to be the one of the best uh, teams of all time for the Vikings. Was the nineteen was it seventy five team that lost on the uh, Staubach Hail Mary to yeah. Pearson uh, that got the right penalty? Um, that team, by some historians, was considered to be of, of those Super Bowl era teams that went for the Vikings, yeah. the best of those clubs. And they but, didn't get there. Yeah, but you know what? The common theme every time they're close. Something occurs. Now, I will say the nice thing in the seventies was at least they got there. Yeah, like they, nice. they can't even get there now. Yeah, can't even get the well, Super Bowl. Question number two might sort of sort of play into the blueprint to get there. This is from Richard, a Vikings fan living in Boston, Massachusetts, and he writes, "Would love to get Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, um, the Bears have called on him." Yeah. This so, is, that's worst case. We can talk about that at some point. Absolutely worst case right there. Would love to get to Sean Watson, but how do Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer explain to the Wilfs that we know you backed us on Cousins' contract and our own contract extensions, but we got to make the change to Deshaun Watson because we think it's an upgrade. Will ownership give the green light and go ahead to uh, allow you to talk to Houston? Like how basically, how do you explain? Well, you had faith in Kirk, and now you're right. you're out on him. I actually think it's an easy one. You say, yeah, like at the time of the Kirk decision, yep. we absolutely, it was the best decision. We all agreed it was the best decision. And never do guys 25 years old, 30 years old in their primes at that position become available. Kirk Cousins is like, he's not as good as Deshaun, but it's like for Kirk Cousins to have become available as a potential franchise quarterback is a rarity. Mm-hmm. And so I think you just, your answer to the ownership group is, listen, like we can only go off what's available each year, and there is a generationally great quarterback available. We have to explore it. So I love that, but I, I think if you're Rick, you've got to be a slightly more um, uh, quiet about this. And here's what I think you do: you get the plane, the private plane, to Jersey, <laughs> because you do not want anyone with the franchise knowing what you're going to do. You do it this weekend. You do it today. All right. Tonight, you, you you paint the plane bears colors just to throw people off. Tonight, exactly. You put you put Los Angeles Chargers Jet, Jets. It's the Chargers one of the Jets. Now, forget Zoom. This may, this this mandates you meeting face to face. Okay, put COVID aside for one second. You go there by yourself though, and you tell the Wilfs. You sit down. You say, "Look, you people do a great job, and you love to make splash moves, right?" Love, they love splash moves. Like, this is going to get you on the cover of ESPN.com homepage. Uh, if SI is still publishing, the New York Times, everywhere is going to. So you say, this is going to be tough. What I'm about to tell you is going to cost you a lot, and it's going to be tough. But we have a chance to get Deshaun Watson. We also will have to fire Mike. That's the tough part, I would think. No, right, but that's why I'm not bringing the, Mike. The, the, the quarterback thing is not a hard I discussion. Agree. But what I'm saying is if you take, if you logically take this down the correct path, I don't think Zim can coach this team. So, so like, I think if you're going to get to Sean, it's not a, hey, now go to it with, with Zim. 
So that's the tough part. But what I'm telling you is I go to the Wolves alone if I'm Rick, and I have a plan for, oh, my God, opportunity that no one saw. To your point, Phil, no one saw is knocking, and you love to make moves like this, but we're going to need to do a little bit more, and it's going mm-hmm. to be difficult. But as Patrick said on our show, he and he's right, this is a Super Bowl move. But it, so if I follow you down this path, if you're going to let Mike Zimmer go and you're going to bring in Deshaun Watson, like, well, there, you'd, have to, you'd have to replace Mike Zimmer. You'd have to find a readily available head coaching candidate coordinator that Deshaun Watson loves all in one. I don't know. Where would you... Oh, oh, Eric Bieniemy is still available. There's nobody hired him. Oh, does that work? Interesting. Does that? Okay. Percent chance that this could happen in the next two weeks. Well, wait. Percent chance. Is it zero? Really? Is it zero? It's <laughs> point, or is it like two? You think it's five? Five. And it's point five. I think five. it's less than five. But I think it's a look. It, Telling me there's a chance. Look, write that down. Look, the one thing that I think, at least for me, gives us a point five. The Wilfs love to make moves like this. They do. Like this is this is in the their their DNA is to like look at what the old Yankees did, right? Hey, splash moves. <laughs> and it's a salary cap league. It's doable. I I would have to move on from Mike and his philosophy. I would have to move on, obviously, from Kirk. But I'm telling you, when the dust settled. You would have a Super Bowl type situation. The hardest part about this whole Deshaun Watson discussion is, uh, at first, I think the hardest part for some people to wrap their heads around was he's not going to get traded. Oh, he's going to get traded. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. The hardest part for the Vikings is he has a no trade clause, so he essentially gets to dictate where he goes. And if if there's a certain market, if there's a certain coach, like. If there are certain things that he wants, Jets, Dolphins, 49ers, the Vikings don't really have a say outside of private. But you are privately saying you get to play with Dalvin, Jefferson, uh, Coyle, Niederreiter. And here's here's the thing. We're picking, we're we're allowing you basically to handpick the coach. That's the tipping point to me. No one else can say that. I don't think. Um, like I, I am suggesting that you yeah. basically privately sit him down and say we are picking your guy to coach. Can you imagine if you if you if you lay all that stuff out to him and then he goes somewhere else and then it leaks out that you tried to backstab? Mike I don't Zimmer. care. I don't care. <laughs> hey, quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company helping us out here at Purple Daily for the last couple of years and helping business owners for over a hundred years. And now with my shield. You can step your game up as a business owner when it comes to helpful tools and training for your employees. Now, think about how helpful it would be to have such training and tools at your fingertips. Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. What are you waiting for? Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through MyShield's link on the federatedinsurance.com website or the app. And if you just want to have a conversation with your Federated Insurance Marketing Representative, that will work out as well. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Who cares at this point? (laughs) All right, question number three here. Don't care. This is from Tyler on Twitter. He says, rank these four available quarterbacks in terms of trade compensation to get them. Okay? Aaron Rodgers, and this is for anyone, Vikings or anyone. Aaron Rodgers... Matt Stafford, 
Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence or the first overall pick. So are we but, ranking how easy it is to acquire these guys? Is that what he's trying to no, ask? No, I think the I'll, scale. I'll, I'll make an executive decision interpreting Tyler's question to say, if you were a general manager, rank them in yeah. order of how much you oh. would give up to get each of these things. Okay, so um, four, I, I think, is an obvious choice. It's Stafford. I mean, he's fine, but he's not going to be in my top three yeah, here. Is, that, he even, is he a first-round pick even? Somebody, no. somebody might oh, just in terms of like a bidding war. Somebody yeah, might give a first round pick. Maybe I don't think so though. I probably would not. Second, third round pick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Second round pick. I agree on that. I don't He's think fourth. a first round pick. Uh, third, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. Because my second one, Lawrence. Think about the contract. Totally. If you hit that one, yeah. five years of team control. Five years. I think in the case of Rogers. Lawrence and Watson, the bidding starts at multiple first-round picks, right? Yes, yes. right now, correct. Right. Yep. And then one, Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun's going to be three first-round picks. Yeah, a quarter, a proven. Now the difference, like correct. with Lawrence, you could say, okay, it's not proven, but it's close. Like it feels like Andrew Luck coming out of college, and he's on a rookie scale deal for five years. And if so, if. If you were a little more sure on Trevor Lawrence, you'd give up more for him. But because, mm-hmm. but because there's a little bit of uncertainty, he's a rookie, you got to develop him. It yep. might take th- like three years. I mean, look at some of these guys. It took Josh Allen two pretty awful years until he became Josh Allen. And that could happen with Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So, But if you knew that he could start off he'd out be, of the gate. He'd be one if I thought all of the things you just said. Yep. Dex, where are you at on these? Yeah, honestly, I'm in lockstep with Judd. Stafford's four, Rodgers three, Lawrence two, Watson one. Um, I guess you could make the case that who would be one or two in Watson or Lawrence, but you know what the proven commodity is with Deshaun Watson. And Lawrence is nice because he's going to be making Trump change, essentially, to the salary cap for the next four years at least, but... I, I think Judd's list is pretty unanimous here. I, I'd be shocked if it was the other way around. Yeah, I agree. And then question number four here. I was following the Shefty bombs yesterday on Twitter, so I'm tweeting more this morning. Shefty's, Shefty's feeling himself right now. Shefty is sitting, but he's Steph Curry behind the three-point line, reporting and speculating. My question here is, is Adam Schefter officially a member of Club Reckless Speculation for you guys? Football. When he tweets... Speculation. He tweets this morning. Fun little hypothetical question. Would the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars be willing to trade Deshaun Watson for the number one pick? Watson to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence to Houston. Is that fair? I think if you're Houston, if you're smart, you get a little bit more than that. You have to get a little bit more. Like, you can't yeah. just... I, I wouldn't there, Those aren't them. equal things right now. Exactly yeah. right. I'd probably want another high draft pick. Uh, but I do think if that was the starting point, what if it was it, Lawrence? It's a potential fit Lawrence, and then a, and then next year's first round pick. That seems that seems a little bit more. That's fair. that's better. Yeah, I'd probably want Lawrence next year's first round pick and like a third rounder or something like that. Yeah, but I do think that that is a that that's probably in fairness in in the ballpark because I think we're all pretty convinced that that Lawrence is going to be really good. Like I don't think we're really concerned about. Oh my god, he might not be good. So. Yeah, that's. I would say if I could get next year's one Lawrence and I flip Watson and then I get a third round back or something like that, I'd be pretty yeah. comfortable with that. Do you guys think there's a chance that Houston could – I mean, Houston is illogical and incompetent, and they traded DeAndre Hopkins for almost nothing, and they let Bill O'Brien run New their GM, whole franchise. Though, who might be better. 
Yeah, but like they just hired a 65 year old position coach who's never been a coordinator he's gonna before. Be a father figure, man. He's going to hold hands. Then why not just hire Leslie Frazier? I don't know. At least Great Leslie Frazier has been a head coach before. I agree. And cleaned up a mess in 2010. I don't disagree. It's super weird. Because I, I think that, that this guy knows Deshaun, and I think that they were banking on. Deshaun but, doesn't care. No, Deshaun's <laughs> out of there. Like they, I don't think that they can accept that they've screwed the pooch so badly, he's leaving. Yeah. Like, I think that they're like, but look, at we got this old guy that you really like. And he's like, dude, I don't care. Why would you? And I don't mean to be an ageist, but you're hiring a 65-year-old that's never been a coordinator? What are you doing? I don't know. Super and weird. And Eric bien who they who he wanted, is sitting right there. Yeah. Uh, my question was going to be, right. do you think there's a chance that incompetent Houston could just play this out yeah. and say, no, dude, we're not going to trade you. We're not going to trade you. We're, you're a just franchise quarterback. on him. And they just sit on him all the way, and, and then we have a staring contest at training camp. And then it yeah. depends on, does he want to sit out and get fined? Or do you think they just say, all right, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry we botched right, this. Yes, I think they could do that, um, but it would be so toxic and so stupid. Like, I'm fearful they're dumb enough to do that. Yeah. That being said, though, when, when I, I think when they see what a large group of teams is going to offer up for Watson— I think they trade him. Like I, no team, I don't think, is going to say, "Hey, here's a second round pick," and they're like, "Oh, can't do that, right?" I think you are going to get legitimate offers from multiple teams that involve things like three first round picks, yeah. don't you? I mean, and if I, you do that, I don't see how you don't trade them. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to be knocking on the door. I mean, just to go back to what we talked about before, there's a report from Ian Rappaport that the Chicago Bears have made the call. This is we've really, made the call. If you're a Viking fan, be concerned. That's a problem if that happens. I if they if, I don't disagree with you at all. Because right. the the Bears' ability to beat the Vikings with bad to marginal to mediocre quarterbacks historically has been problematic. And they haven't fixed that position. Like Jay Cutler is the closest they have come to fixing that position in fifty years with that franchise. If they all of a sudden fix it with one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL who's mobile and they still have a defense, um you've you've it's again. It's not that you haven't had to worry about Chicago in the division, but I don't think you've had to worry about Chicago on the level that you have to worry about Green Bay every year. Totally. Right. And now you'll have to worry about exactly them for right. ten years. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think if if the Bears got Deshaun and got the quarterback that right, I think that they would then in turn very quickly get the coach right, and then you got problems. Yeah, and so they would they would so pair like, Nagy with Watson to give Nagy one more one, shot as an right, offensive if, guru. But right? if Deshaun said this guy's a goofball, I don't like him, they would say, I think very smartly, what would you like to do, Deshaun? Yeah. I mean, it's almost which I, is my idea. This sounds ridiculous because like you should just if you're the Vikings, you should just be in the mix for Deshaun Watson because he's Deshaun Watson. But if the Bears are a team that's also firmly in the mix, it almost gives you more incentive, like just just to block it from happening, throwing another first round pick, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's one of those trades that could change a division for the next eight to ten years. You have to make the call. If you are the Vikings, whether you do it or not, <laughs> or go far down the path, or are told to buzz off, make the call. You have, but you have to. If they, Rick. if we find out they did not make the call, that's that's negligence, Rick. That is negligence, Richard. Like Kirk Cousins. I mean, just think about th- what are we talking about here. Like we're talking about a twenty-five-year-old generational quarterback you available. Like that? You like that? When? When's the last time this occurred, dude? It never. Like when's Literally the last time never. a guy in his prime said never. peace out and he had enough, um, he had enough ability 
leverage-wise, probably to get his way. Yeah, never. I know. Never. It so doesn't you, happen in the NFL. You've got to be involved, yep. if nothing else, to dive in front of the train if the train is the Chicago Bears. Yep. So, Rick, Rick, if you're watching Purple Daily, make the call. Hey, on YouTube, I think everyone should just comment, make the call, Rick. Make the call. Let's make sure Rick sees this. Make that call. Make the call. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. (laughs) Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Purple Daily, and please give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Help spread the word about the show, and it helps Rick know that he needs to make the call. Make the call.